What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Rainer and Josh show again. We got him back, ladies and gentlemen. We were going to do some harmonias. Um, yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about Article 13 again, as Rainer is back and he is a bit of a genius. And we're also going to be talking about crowdfunding uh, in mu- in the music industry, as well as some music from Slow King, uh, East Town Pirates, yeah, yeah. and Jason the Lockabillies, because we love talking about ourselves, ourselves. don't we? Yeah, I love talking about <laughs> yourself. Podcast, anyway. <laughs> we, well, so there's no Harley this week, I'm afraid. What? You say uh, there's yeah he's on holiday a much needed little break mm. um, from me uh, in centre parks yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so he's probably listening in right now I miss my wives <laughs> um, but yeah so uh, so we've got the wonderful Rainer he said he'd step in um, and he did so what you been doing buddy hey so yeah this week's been um, mainly just focused on the East Town Pirates album launch which was um, on the twenty fourth so on Saturday that was sick. Yeah, so all last week we were just prepping for it, really. So rehearsals on Wednesday. Um, also, um, was it? Oh, also on Wednesday. Yeah, we, me and Ricky uh, from East Town Pirates went to have a chat with Stephen Foster. It did on the old it BBC was, radio. He's such a Suffolk. lovely chap, and he's good to you guys as well. He's good to Lockerbillies. Yes, yeah, I was um, with him last week as well. Yeah, so we were album of the week on on his show all of this yes. week, which was awesome. So we and went, front cover of the Grapevine this month. Yeah, lots of nice things, and we're in the East Anglian on Thursday. My mug was in there. Oh, really? I didn't see that. You're used to that, aren't you? But you're not used to being told about it. It just gets sprung upon you. Yeah, I was like, what? (laughs) I'm in the paper? Is it the same thing with you? Or just. um, We actually got told we were going to be in it, but I guess they're just sick of telling you and Murray because it seems like it's just every other week. (laughs) We're just like (laughs) stock photo of a band for them now. And they're like, oh, some music happened. I'll just put the locker in there. It was probably there. Yeah, Yeah, that was good fun. And then Saturday was the big night. So we had the album launch at the John Peel Centre. Um, and much to our surprise, it was sold out. So it was, yeah. It was super fun. You had a Great nice, crowd. fast-selling show. I mean, like, it, especially in the last week, because I remember I was watching, well, listening to the uh, the Radio Suffolk interview, and I watched your video on it, which is on <laughs> Raina Van Dale's YouTube channel. Um, and you were saying, you know, we've got about 150 tickets sold, um, and that was, you know, two, three days before the gig. And it was, capacity is 200, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sold that out. So, yeah, nicely done. In those last couple of days, selling 50 tickets. It's, it's a hard push, um, you know, uh, uh, promoting an album launch as, you know, as I've done it before myself. Um, and, well, East Town Pirates, you've done it three times now, haven't you? Yeah. But, I mean, is this the first time that you've been involved in the push of an album launch for East Town Pirates? Yeah, definitely. Because um, I joined the band, rejoined the band five years ago, and mm-hmm. that was about a year or two after the second album came out. Yeah. So by this point... The Seven Seas of, of Sin. Seven Seas of Sin, yeah. yeah. So the... Um, it's horrible for people with lisps. You were, yeah. <laughs> seven Seas of Sin, the style part. So yeah, um, Sorry, by guys. that point, by the time I joined, the sort of the wave and the push of that album had, had um, died down and we were more focused on getting this album sorted. Um, the only reason it took so long really to get the third album done is because of a few circumstantial things. So we had a, a member leave the band, we had a member join the band mm-hmm. and those sorts of things just make you have to sort of relearn songs with the new guy. We rewrote songs, but Ian Crow from Ambler Man Studios Legend. has been an absolute saint putting up with us for all these years, getting mm-hmm. the album finished. 
Uh, me and Sean, the bass player, actually finished our parts in August of 2015, just to put it in perspective. <laughs> That's a rhythm section for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> we went and laid all our bits down in like a day and a half or two days or something. And then the rest of it has just been rewrites, new parts, and, you know, all the all the, all the stuff that usually happens with writing mm. an album. But it's been so good. The push, it's been fun to be involved in the push of the album. Because, um, you know, I, I love to make videos i love to do stuff online but it's even better to do that when there's a purpose behind yeah, it yeah there's actually a product or there's a story exactly yeah there's like a narrative there so i've had a, a year's worth of slowly unveiling different parts of the album whether it's um just mentioning it um playing live clips of the song studio footage leading right up to this week where we did a full-on promo where me and ricky sat down i showed the interview with foz um, and just flogged the last few tickets mm. via the media of YouTubes. So yeah, no, it I, was nice, and it's just good fun. I got to make a video for the band as well, music video. So yeah, where can you find that? Um, so East Ham Pirates YouTube, I believe. If you just go YouTube dot com. Um, oh no, we don't have the little forward slash East Town Pirates Not yet. yet. Yeah. But if you just search East Town Pirates on YouTube, on the first page you'll find our channel, and there's a couple videos on there. What's so the new video called? The video is Thorn. In, in my side my toe <laughs> but yeah uh thorn in my side it's just a, a little we just tried to make it look really old school and gnarly it was just shot in our rehearsal room um but it's all black and white and grainy and we tried to nice. make it look like it was really old but it's not yeah it was hard to do that because it was definitely filmed yeah. on really modern gear yeah but i mean it's best to do it that way though isn't it i've heard a lot of people sit there and say like actually yeah, if you try and actually film on tape yeah, you get or, or you know you know straight to these sort of super eight things. Yeah, you get that great thing, but you 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 can't upscale it if you need to. Exactly, it's just really yeah. bad. Yeah. So even <laughs> if you are filming something on some old school gear, when you then try and like actually make it look good. look good on a modern you know yeah. 1080p or 4K yeah. telly, it's just going to look super pixelated, Crazy, isn't it? But you know it's obviously doable because I mean uh, yeah you've done a really good job on that one. Thanks. Um, man. Yeah, it's, it's 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 difficult being part of a push. I mean it, the uh, we're going to be talking about uh, pushing products later later on when we talk about crowdfunding. Yeah. As that was what I was doing when I was pushing my album, and it was a little bit um, uh, easier to have a long uh, release um, schedule. Yeah. Because uh, you know I'd been crowdfunding it for months and months and months and months, so there was always this kind of like this is when the album's going to be released, mm-hmm. uh, and there's going to be a party and all this sort of thing. Whereas, I mean, I'm talking about having a long build up to it. That's not really three years. No. So yeah, you guys had three years doing yeah, that. Yeah, so of thing. I think because of that, we were very careful of not. You know, it's not like three years ago we were saying it's going to be the twenty fourth of August uh, of November. Yeah, we waited until we knew everything. We're like, right, okay, everything's yeah. done. That was relatively recent that you actually released the the date. The date. Of- well, the thing is, we had the gig booked at um, at John Peel Centre for for a long time. What was for, the other band called? Uh, for, for the, the Hornets. Hornets. That's it. Yeah, they were awesome. I miss them, unfortunately. Yeah, they were really cool. They they were um, they were a bit different to us. They were a bit more. Like, uh, Pirates is quite upbeat and jolly and happy go lucky. Mm. They were quite hardcore. Right. They yeah. still got the crowd pumped up. Sweet. And beer. up, for. So it's good. Um, what was I saying? Uh, um, train of thought. <laughs> train of Bandel. So um, yeah, we made sure to not release like the. Um, album launch date until we knew we could definitely do it so Mm. we already had this gig booked and we thought why not just you know use that as the album launch it's perfect size venue Mm. it's worth giving it a big push because it's a big ticketed event the biggest show we've done all year probably minus festivals so Mm. it all just came together really nicely at the last minute man and uh 
thanks to everyone who came along if you were there we really appreciate it thanks mm. for buying everything that you bought and enjoying it and yeah awesome. are you still doing a steamboat show in, in around christmas time yeah yes 21st of december 21st it's our december. annual christmas show we always put on a nice big event like we did uh, on saturday we make it a bit of a skeptical um it'll be fun i can't really release the support bands or anything yet because i can't remember <laughs> that's <how you're- laughs> That's fine, man. I don't give you these things. I need notes when yeah. you come in here. I need notes. Uh, okay, so for you listening, it's the East Town Pirates Pirate show, show on the 21st of December. December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That was a nice way of pushing stuff. But yeah, it is a difficult thing. I think a lot of people um, don't quite understand how to release an album until they've done it a couple times, uh, like you guys have done. Um, there's a couple people releasing albums I know locally that they're just literally just dropping the album on a date. And somebody like me, who I want to plug yeah. it happening, they haven't released a single. Yeah. Um, they haven't released a press kit or anything like this. It's literally just, all right, we're going to have a gig and then there's going to be an album at the end of it. Yeah. It's just like, that's a very old school way of doing it. And if you actually want it to impact... That's not going to work. You really do have to have a long build-up for it. There's got to be a presence for it. I mean, you know, they'll do a banner on their page or something. uh, Maybe, you know, uh, put a boost on Facebook. Yeah. And that's about it. Um, So I think uh, this, the way that... uh, people reach their fans nowadays because it's so much easier and as there's so many so much less barriers in the way people have gotten lazier and they're just like oh I'll put it on facebook what else can i do it's like yeah. well, do you it's know not what as easy as that social media is a blessing and a curse it's great because you've got unlimited amounts of advertising you can do essentially for free but the downside is people just like you say assume that if they just put one status about it six mm-hmm. months before going I'm releasing an album in December mm-hmm. that everyone's going to remember and turn it's not like that you no. really have to like have a consistent um, marketable it's a product isn't yeah it? I mean really- think about what people used to do before we had computers <clears throat> in every household yeah. there'd be fanzines you'd be going out flyering yeah um, you know you'd be busking you'd be like sort of doing free shows somewhere um, uh, there's something that Slow King's doing he's doing a show in a barber shop which I think yeah. is a great thing like you said putting together a press pack trying to get any yeah. local magazine or newspaper EPKs man EPKs electronic pet press kit this is all stuff that I learned on my degree but a lot of people have to just learn the hard way yeah um, which I'm sure you know everybody in your band has done are you the only degree holder in your band well studier anyway academic um, academic man yeah i am yeah so um i do try with <laughs> i have to i do try and use my like youthful social media head with yeah. these town pirates because like you say they're all pretty old school they're, they're pretty good at the social media side of things but i'm like i've got an idea yeah you yeah, might yeah. not get it but just trust yeah. me on this and we do it and it works so but you know um but so so in terms of the bands, uh, the bands that the other guys have been in, mm-hmm. Sam, what kind of bands has he been in before? So Sam's in a Sam's an, uh, guitarist. Guitarist, yeah, he's the new rhythm guitarist. He is also in a pop punk band called Back to the Point. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool, man. They're a bit sort of like Blink, Sun Forty One cool. style music. They're three really piece, cool. four piece, three piece, I yeah, believe. Uh, recently, a four piece. I think I might be wrong. Does he sing? Um, yeah, Sam actually plays bass and sings in that band, and I think he writes all cool. the songs, and they're pretty cool, man. Nice. So if you haven't seen them, check them out. In they the just released a new uh, lyric video, like a music video on YouTube, which is awesome. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah, so he's he's released stuff with Back to the Point, yeah, and they've been together for a little while. I, I think it must have been a while because the first time I saw them was about five years ago, uh, right, supporting yeah. us as, with East Town Pirates. <laughs> cool. So that's so shows he's got some experience. Sean, 
bass player. Sean's probably the best one in the band for online presence. Really? Yeah. yeah. What band's he been in before? Um, oh, he's going to kill asking. me if he's Sorry. listening because I can't remember what they're <laughs> called. But he's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, he's a good bass player. I, I actually um, you know, sat down with him around my place because he helped us with our Kickstarter f- crowdfunding, um, supported us uh, so that the Lockerbillies could release an album. Yeah. So through that, um, he opted to have a double bass lesson with me. And he's yeah, oh, a talented he loved guy. It, man. He really loved that. He still talks about he's it. He's a talented dude. Um, so, you know, he knows what he's talking about. So he's released a few albums, not just with the Pirates, but with other bands. So, uh, that helps for when you are doing this new one. Yeah. You're like, I know what to do. And he's got an online presence, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He's good. He knows what he's doing. Just to redeem myself, I think his old band was called Dangerous Close. Oh, I've heard of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous Close. <laughs> nice, nice. Is it, is it like a. Because like col- I know Sean listens to everything I do. Like Dangerous this. Close. Is that a cul de sac? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just off Spring Road. Yes, yeah, in Nah, I think it's in Nack. They've <laughs> <laughs> got too many rollies around there. Um, okay, so um, Ricky, obviously, yeah, Mr. Legend, Red Flag 77. Um, so he's released quite a few albums with Red Flag 77. Yeah, Ricky is a local hero. So he's been, you know, a big part of the Ipswich music scene since forever. I think um, Red Flag 77 formed in the 90s. Right, I yeah. think their first album was 94, which is amazing because yeah. that was obviously the big punk revival. Yes. All good punk albums came out in 94, True. if you're talking post-70s punk. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's, they released three albums um, and then pretty much straight on to the, uh, East Town Pirates. Yeah. So he's been non-stop recording and releasing albums. For he also knows what, how to shift a product years. because he had Know Your Product. Yeah, the shop called Know Your Product. He's a very good salesman and he knows it. He really you knows You want this stuff. in your bag, mate. He, sure Ricky, I always say this, Ricky is like the rain man of pop knowledge. So on, <laughs> on, I think it's on Radio 2, they do Pop Master and I've never heard him get an answer wrong. No it's way, incredible. with Ken he's, Bruce. Yeah, he's yeah, loving he's it. he's so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's he like, I think we're alone now. Ooh, what's that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, so he's obviously done that for a long yeah. time and I love that video that you put up on your YouTube of you guys performing together at Steamboat oh, yeah. like 10 years 18 ago 18 year old Rainer when cool, I had yeah. hair and a blonde mohawk yeah he's, he's like Rainer Joel Billy Billy Rainer <laughs> Rainer like Joe Vandell yeah, yeah that's great so um, yeah I love that uh, and uh, Kev uh, who I was very um, very envious of his guitar rig Wonderful guitar yeah, rig. I love his Les Paul. He's got two Gibsons. One that he didn't even one? use. Yeah, he didn't even that use. the new one. His ES335. I was talking to him at the end. Um, and yeah, I was I was yeah, big fan of that. Um, Kev's the biggest gearhead in the band. Yeah. He cares the most about what he sounds I like. Frankie, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, you know, he's got a lovely tone. Yeah. Um, I was saying to Frankie that like, if I, if I grow up, right, and I've got like, Sean's looks, but Kev's arms. <laughs> yeah. I'll be all right. I'm like Kev's henchman. I'm looking at him like juice. I love the fact that like me and Sam, being the young ones in the band, think we're the poster boys, but everyone knows it's, it's Sean. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> even, even even my girlfriend, I think, fancy Sean more yeah. than me. He's a good looking bloke. Um, and I had him in my house, so I oh, suppose you've had him nice. in your house multiple times. Um, but yeah, so there. Kev's great. I mean, what bands has Kev been in before? Do you remember? Um, Sorry, to just really just give you East Town Pirates trivia yeah, questions. So. All I can remember is uh, Red Flag 77, but I know he's also been in bands for many years. Mm. F- forgive me saying this, Kev, but probably decades worth yeah, yeah, of experience. Yeah. Um, the, a cool story I think he won't mind me saying is that his first band he was ever in um, named themselves Private Party. Oh, cool. And they 
they they had a, a gig idea, at a pub. It? It's um, like calling yourself free beer, isn't well, it? Well, that's the thing. They had a gig at a pub and this backfired because on the board outside it just said private, private party. And no one in. turned up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, don't go through there. So yeah. keep it's, it's like, like calling yourself keep out. It's a cool out. idea, but it's like the opposite effect. I know Harley used to be in a band called Free Shots and the idea was to try and you know but click it was like pubs wouldn't book him. clickbait band name it yeah. was like get them in but it's hard to book a band when it's like yeah that misleading but yeah, yeah. no I like that a lot it's um it's it's those it's sort of a, a accumulated experience and collective experience within bands that really pushes you forward yeah because um, it's not not only musically because you know you guys wouldn't have your sound if you hadn't been in derider uh, if you hadn't been in flicker um, and you also wouldn't have that sound if Sam hadn't been in Back to the Point, yeah. and Ricky hadn't been in Red Flag 77, and Sean hadn't been in Dangerous, Dangerous Close. Close. So, you know, without those bands, you know, you, there wouldn't be East Town Pirates and there wouldn't be that yeah. sound. But also there wouldn't be the the sort of the streetwise thing of uh, uh, getting the word out about your gigs, getting the word out about your product, getting the word out about your albums, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the merch, it was great. So what, you got tea towels... Oh yeah, this time tea towels. <laughs> the tea towels are a bit of a, like a, a, a Christmassy gimmick. I think that we did them once before and they sold out in one show. Noise. So we we're like, why not? It's a laugh in it, and they double up as flags. So we had them hanging over our guitar cabs as well. Nice. But yeah, um, like we have quite a lot of merch. Pirates really. flag seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I think it's nice. I mean, when I go see a band, my one of my favourite things other than seeing the band is checking out how good their merch mm. stall is. <laughs> and also, there's this smart thing of like kind of predicting your audience a bit because so i went out to john peel center thinking right okay take 20 quid and that will probably get me a t-shirt and an album or just an album maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. just get a bit of a bit of merch and maybe a pint because mm-hmm. i was driving um so i just you know have don't a, drink and drive kids no definitely don't um and so i you know i turn up and you guys have got an album deal for you know uh the new album and a uh, and a t-shirt for 20 quid yeah which i think is what most people will do is they'll just oh, i'll take at least 20 quid yeah nowadays you know that people aren't really cash carriers yeah um uh, because you know you, you can do contactless and most places do have card machines um but you know it, it so the most amount of cash people will be taken out is like 30 40 quid yeah um that i can predict anyway on a on a night out because you're like, oh, I don't know which kind of pub I'll turn up at. They might not take card at the bar. Or, you know, if especially if you're going to see a band, how many bands do you know that actually take card? It's only really yeah. big. It's getting better now because well, we've got some up, and yeah, we? Yeah, you say that, man. I was really tempted to take my sum up yeah, card reader might. to the gig um, just so... Um, you know, we could take the odd card payment if we needed to. Tell the people what Sum Up is, Raina. Sum Up, oh man, this is just like a big old advert. So <laughs> Sum Up um, is like a little card reader you can purchase. There's no, there's no uh, sort of subscription fee or monthly fee to have it, but essentially you pay to have this little device and then you can take card payments um, and they go straight into the bank account of your choosing. So for me, that's super handy for teaching because it's mm-hmm. nice to have a selling point as a drum teacher. Definitely. Um, who can take card because not everyone especially if someone's block booking like 10 lessons which mm-hmm. isn't obviously you know a the sort of money, money you would take have in your wallet yeah. you can just pay me by card and it's it's you know it's cool yeah it's great uh, I it's heard handy. about it from Rich um, and it's it's really helped me for the merch stand at the Lockerbilly shows where people yeah. are like oh sorry I don't have any cash that's not the end of the transaction you're not like okay well bye then yeah that you know so we're, we're moving into a world which eventually probably 
eventually probably grammar mm. we're probably going to be cashless very soon i predict in our lifetime so. so getting ahead of the market and being that band who do take card it means you're not losing out on sales yeah because yeah. it is the merch that helps us bands actually keep on the road mm. now in it survival of the fitties uh, so on that note, um, I would like to play you my favourite song from the album. Wonderful songs on this album, like uh, my favourites are Dead Man's Cove, um, Shipper Falls and Thorn yeah. were my favourites because obviously I heard them beforehand um, and obviously Shipper Falls being the title of the album, yeah. I really liked it. This It's all the crowd participation that you guys know so well from just you know listening to good punk over the years and also listening to good rock because yeah. you can really hear... We, we try not to be a punk band. Just a punk band, yeah, yeah. no, I can really hear it. There's great sort of like, there's good riffs, like a lot of the time with punks it's a lot of chord sequences, not always just riffs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that about you guys, you know awesome, how to do man. that. Um, yeah, Voodoo Pirate Rock and Roll, you know, I would love that one because it's just, you know, it's a good balls out rock and roll tune. Um, what's the last track called? Oh, it's my favourite one. It's called Betrayal. No, not Betrayal. There's one after that. Oh, um, Snuff. Snuff. Yeah, it's not on the album. No, it's, it's, not a, on the, it's a hidden no, track. No, it's a hidden track. I like that. So I was like naming them earlier. So that is like a, just really quickly, because I know you want to get into playing Libertalia. Um, Snuff is like an old folk song that many bands have covered. And, and who sung that one? Sean, Sean sings it, so one, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's awesome. But it just made yeah. it as a as little hidden track, which we've now given away. So if you've bought the CD, try and find mm. it. It could be at the start or at the end. Nice technology. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. There's, well, yeah. Also, one other thing. So when I put the CD in, obviously uh, there hasn't. Um, been this thing well, it's difficult to get your album on Grace Note so when you put your, the CD into uh, your, your computer a lot of the time it doesn't always come up with all the track names and so the way that I got around that before I released the album was that I, I burnt the track to a disc mm -hmm. uh, the, the whole album to a disc just one of mine and then re-put re that into my, my computer then put all the track names of it and then imported it and then I uh, uploaded that data to Grace Note so yeah. I've done that with the East Town Pirates thing now, so that should hopefully cool. actually happen yeah, we've on had, the people's we've computers. We've had some people saying it has done it, some people saying it hasn't. I think it's just because mm. we're at the moment we're in a little yeah, the middle limbo of the, thing. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah, but well done. Uh, this one is my favourite one. This one's called Libertalia. Get it on! That was Libertalia by East Town Pirates. I have Rainer Van Dell here live with me. And uh, how can people get the album? So the album is available um, from all of our shows uh, currently online if you want a copy. Um, they're not quite on our store or on digital platforms Ooh. quite yet. But if you find us on Facebook and message us, we'd be more than happy to post you one. Nice but more one. importantly, just come to a show. We've got a uh, next local show is the 21st of December at the Steamboat. Come say hi. Come grab a CD. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that, um, well done, boy. Um, so that one, that concludes that section. And I'm going to give you your own little little adapted jingle. Rainer did stuff. Well done, buddy. Um, so, yeah, uh, I want to talk about myself because yay me. Yay you. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I had a, had a great all week of seeing music. It was mm. wonderful. Um, I was uh, I was also on BBC Suffolk with Steve yeah, Foster. Yeah, the I've, day after us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was on, um, well, you pre-recorded your show, didn't you? Um, on the Wednesday for the Wednesday evening. From the Wednesday evening show. So you did it during the day um, so that it would, it would go out live. Uh, on the on the Wednesday night show and uh, yeah that was it was fun because I did mine on the Thursday no 
Friday. Oh, okay. I did mine on the Friday, um, which well, I was promoting the uh, upcoming show that I've got with Dr. Feelgood um, yeah. at Venue 77. Uh, that's going to be loads of fun with the Lockerbillies. That one's a three-piece show, so you're not on that one. But I'll probably be there in support. Oh, man. that'd be lovely to see you, mate. Um, yeah, and Dr. Feelgood, there's a lot of people very, very excited about this show because they, they do they do bring a good good energy to it, and they've been going for a long, old time. Long, old time. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be supporting them with just one slot uh, because the main show that we've got coming up is the uh, New Year's show. Which you're playing with me, aren't you? Yay! Yay! Seeing in 2019 uh, at St. Peter's by the Waterfront, thanks to Beer & Co. So that's uh, good old Greg Cooper um, from Beer & Co. Uh, they uh, they really do know how to put on a proper <laughs> proper party. Um, because, yeah, he won't just do beers. He'll do, you know, Prosecco, gins, rums, and lots of different things that are quite artisan and local, which is really quite a nice thing about, uh, about those guys. So, yeah, they've got that coming up. That's the 31st of December um, at St. Peter's on the waterfront you can get tickets to that over our Facebook page and thank you to Foz for having me on for that one I did name drop quite a few people on that one I think I name dropped you guys as well nice. <laughs> yeah because um, I was saying that I was going to the show like I was just saying to him you know that uh, you know, the East Time Pirates are playing at John Peel Centre and John Peel Centre, you know, his namesake yeah. is just, he was very good at su- uh, supporting up and coming exactly, local yeah. musicians, which is one of the reasons why I do it. Um, yeah. And one of the reasons why Stephen Foster does it. And uh, and I'm, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really great that we've got lots of people doing that around here, like That's Angel amazing. and Richard from, uh, you know, uh, introducing, introducing uh, you know, I was listening to their show because uh, Shooting the Bang Bang, I've got a new EP coming out and they were you know talking about that. So there's just, you know, the love is very much felt around here and also I had to drop the love for Daniel Lee Harvey as he is Good DJing that night Yo, DLH exactly so he's going to be um He's going to be DJing that whole night. Um, so yeah, so that was my that, that was my little th- Friday afternoon. Um, I had a practice with um, with Hoppy and the Hopefuls. Cool. We were at St Jude's. Wait, is that yeah, really practice upstairs? No way. Yeah, so they've got a little room upstairs which they hire out for for bands. It's yeah. uh, twenty five quid for four hours. That's PA right. in there is a drum kit. There's 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 um, amp cabs and a bass amp in there so all you got to do is turn up with your heads uh, the only problem I found was parking um, yeah, which, but pretty... you can stop outside drop your gear, gear in um, and then uh, park it here at Punch yeah. Studios because it's free after 8 so if you've got a you know sort of 8 o'clock uh, practice onwards it's alright nice. so yeah I spoke to Darren Smith for that uh, as from Dead Soul Promotions so yeah, if you if you're if you're looking for practice room, check that out at St Jude's. Um, that was a nice little practice. We sort of learned five new tracks, I think it was, uh, for our upcoming show this weekend, uh, this Saturday at the Punch and Judy. So if you want some more details, stick around for the gig list. Um, I really should think of a jingle for that, yeah. shouldn't I? <laughs> I don't know why I should do that. Uh, so the final week I had was finished off with two live shows on Friday night. I was invited along with some very old bandmates of mine, which I was ecstatic to to hear from them um, because uh, I used to go on tour with Who's Driving Bears Driving? Who? Who Driving <laughs> Bears Driving? Um, we yeah we were we were together. For, uh, well, I was with them um, from about. 2012 to about uh, 2011 to about 2013 um, had a really good time with those guys uh, if anybody's not heard them it's like pop punk a la Wonder Years and nice. uh, you know story so far um, you know real emotive pop punk that great riffs great um, 
uh, arrangements, which you know I, I can take a little bit of credit for on the on the most recent yeah, recent album by them, which was the company I was looking for. Um, unfortunately, after that we parted ways, and I didn't see them for years and years and years. It wasn't particularly bitter. I just um, I was in the middle of my third year of university. I just uh, I just cut so many ties that year. Yeah, of just like you know um, you know getting my head down, get my work done. Uh, you know, I was living quite far away from everybody um, and just, you know, became a bit of a hermit. So the band, uh, this, I was living in London at this point and the band was in Whittam. So getting to practice all the time yeah, in Colchester was thing. a faff. And my my main gripe was the fact of the only con- like um, uh, contact I ever got was through a group chat. And so, you know, somebody would put up, okay, this is happening. And then there'd be a massive discussion afterwards about nothing, mm-hmm. um, like in all group chats, <laughs> and then so I'd have to be scrolling back through all these messages to find out what the hell is going on. Yeah, and then after a while, I'm just like, oh, screw it. If you, if they need me, they'll call me. Yeah, uh, I always have that attitude, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like most of the time, like if you haven't replied to something, then I'll just be like, hey, how you doing? Like you know, yeah. uh, or or we've got the Trello, so we've got an yeah. you know a productivity app where it's quite easy to see who's doing what, and if there is a practice <clears throat> or something, you know, it will be actually dealt with. So. That aside, seeing these guys that uh, and listening back to the tracks, like obviously, like you know, I they'd come back into my life. My brother actually found a bunch of Who's Driving Bears Diary t shirts oh, nice. in his in his cupboard, and he was like, I'm not going to wear these again to have them. And I've just been fanning about in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I turn up, you know, meeting the, the two of the Who's Driving guys just wearing uh, <laughs> Who's Driving Bears Driving t shirt. Um, and we went up to Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester to watch Underline the Sky and Reno and Rome Sick. and Polly Haynes. What a lineup! And that would have been a great lineup back in the day for you guys to support as well. Yeah, yeah, we we, we played with Underline Sky a bunch yeah. of times. That, um, did, they went did on they tour share together. A bass player? Is it Ky- yeah, Kyron, 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 Richards, and Todd. Um, yeah, so we we used to go on tour with Kyron. You know, he's one of my best mates. And uh, yeah, it was really nice to to just sort of have those me- trips down memory lane. So nice. yeah, just hanging out with Bronwyn and Dan and David and Ben from from Underline the Sky and. You know, Ben from Fenrir back in the day. He's awesome, yeah. We played with Fenrir a lot in the Sleepless Wild days. I've got a lot of love for Ben. He's a great drummer. And and David, just he likes listening to the podcast. So hello, David. Good show. Um, Yeah, very, very good show. I really enjoyed that. It was a nice sort of selective crowd of people that were actual fans of all the bands, which was nice. Um, Because, you know, watching Polly... um, Polly Haynes play by herself is actually a rare treat. She does go out with a big band mm-hmm. um, and she is rather talented. Um, so it was nice to watch that. I, 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 I liken her to a female Jeff Buckley. Wonderful. Um, also, um, Reno and Rome. I hadn't seen them for a couple months Um which I'm a bit guilty or I feel a bit guilty about because I made their logo and I'm a bit of a, an early <laughs> fan of theirs um, and uh, yeah they've just gotten tighter and tighter and tighter their yeah. songwriting has gotten better and better um, they've got a new um, new EP coming out I believe um, I don't have a release date for that yet but I will chase them up for it and I'll let you guys know about that um, next week because um, yeah they their live show has just gotten better and better they really know um, you know just how to execute their songs yeah in, man in a very you know in a, in a regimented fa- manner <clears throat> so that it comes out exactly like it's on the record but you don't feel like you're just getting a cut cut and paste show yeah, totally. that happens somewhere else um, but obviously Underline the Sky just you know they nail it every time I love them um, I've been a massive little Rainer Fandel of them uh, <laughs> for many many years um, and I used to watch them when my hair was down to my 
butt cheeks. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just I've, I've always you know, you know fawned over, over over Dan's playing. <laughs> Speaking um, of um, butt cheeks and going full fanboy. Oh yeah. Can I say what happened on Saturday? Fine, sure, maybe, <laughs> um, okay. I, I may have signed Josh's booty on Saturday you at the gig. You did? <laughs> it was so random. I know, it was quite difficult because it's a, sh- a sharpie. I found yeah. it quite difficult to get it, it off my skin. It was tickly as well. It was, it was. I was like, oh! But yeah, Jamie did say that you're more of a bum guy. So it's like, I won't ask him to sign my chest. I'll yeah. get him to sign my booty. I'd rather sign your booty. I love being a fan of bands though. Just like yeah, being, a, being a, a creepy fanboy. You've got to. I mean, like, Practice what you preach. preach, I love as much as I love bands. So yeah, and you know, like you say, practice what you preach. Practice what you preach, but also you know, you're missing out if 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 you're not a creepy fan. Yeah, I swear. (laughs) You miss out on opportunities. Yeah. So. uh, So and then Saturday, I got to watch you uh, play, which was wonderful, and I got to go out with Frankie and Jamie. Um, which was just yeah wonderful just to uh, to be able to actually hang out with the wags yeah because um, yeah we barely get to we're usually on stage well it's you one of those things isn't it I when did. you're in bands it's rare that all of your mates that you're in are there with us are free and but yeah. I was lucky I had so many of my fellow band mates and friends there so yeah great time so yeah um, uh, that's what I did oh Sunday also I checked out the new Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich dang and I walked past it yesterday it's it nice good, they've right? opened up they haven't got an, uh, their first mu- live music night is Albion Mills mm. uh, not this Saturday it's the next Saturday nice. 8th of December um, and they've got also got Ben Marr DJing there the night before I believe so if you want some hip-hop uh get down then uh, the weekend after next um kerry's been doing some some hard work and we've got something planned there soon so watch this space um anyway so we're going to get on to some serious music industry discussions very shortly until then uh i've heard about this guy for quite a while slow king um he's been played on bbc introducing a bunch of times but he has got an album launch coming up soon at uh mr barber's uh, on ipswich waterfront cool um, he is a multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter, um, yeah, sort of doing some IDM mixed with hip-hop. Um, he's very good at doing the down-tempo stuff. Anyway, this is uh, from his digital mixtape, which is available on iTunes. I uh, hope you like it. This is Sleepwalker by Slow King. That was Slow King with Sleepwalker. It's available on iTunes. Very reminiscent of Samphur. Got sort of block party things in there as well, which I really like. So yeah, you can check him out. He's uh, playing this weekend. We'll tell you in the gig list. Quick shout out as we do a, a Facebook game uh, every weekend. Uh, our game this weekend was What's Your Favourite Iconic Guitar? Um uh, special mention goes to Scott Norman for the Guitar Hero controller. <laughs> um, but uh, you want to choose our choose our our winner of 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 the best Ooh. iconic guitar mentioned oh 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 okay. what do you think so we've got dave grohl's uh, DG three three five. Tom McCarthy put his white Claudia. On yeah, there. yeah. Tom McCarthy's new guitar theme. I've forgotten the name of it, but we've got Tom Morello's. Uh, oh, harm the homeless. Yeah. Um, there's some good ones on there. I'm very biased though. I think yeah. you know which one I'm going. Yeah, pick. definitely. Uh, it's going to be blue, right? It's, I'm going to go with Billy Joe's Blue from Green Day. Yeah, I think every from Ryan Swain. Every every 13 year old guy in the late 90s, early noughties just stick it up their strap to try yeah. and look like Billy Joe. So did you? I saw yeah, it in that in that video did, with, with with Ricky in the <laughs> yeah, steam boat. So yeah, uh, nice one. Thanks for getting involved. Stick around on the page uh, at Harley and Josh Show uh, for that every single week. So let's get on to the serious discussion uh, that we serious we've got. discussion. Yeah. So we talked about Article 13 mm. last time <laughs> and. Uh, 
uh, as you've had some time to reflect on it, Article 13 uh, proposed the meme ban. Yeah. Um, what do you? All what are your thoughts on it now? So, cool. I thought real quickly uh, that you know I'd read it live yeah. on air for people to get an idea of it. So the actual article, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Article 13 of the European Copyright Directive. Um, here we go, verbatim, this is what it is. Use of protected content by information society service product providers, storing and giving access to large amounts of works and other subject matter uploaded by their users. Information, well, so point one, information society service providers that store and provide to the public access to large amounts of work or other subject matter uploaded by their users shall, in cooperation with rights holders, take measures to ensure the functioning of agreements concluded with right holders for the use of their works or, um, or other subject matter, or to prevent the availability of their services of works or other subject matter identified by rights holders through the cooperation with the service providers. Those measures, such as the use of effective content recognition technologies, shall be appropriate and proportionate. Keywords. The service providers shall provide rights holders with adequate information on the functioning and the develop deployment of the, me the measures, as well as, when relevant, adequate reporting on the recognition and use of the works and other subject matter. Point two. Member states shall ensure that the service providers referred to in paragraph one put in place complaints and redress mechanisms that are available to users in case of disputes over the application of the measures referred to in paragraph one. Point three is the last one, promise. Member states shall facilitate, where appropriate, the cooperation between the information society service providers and rights holders through stakeholder dialogues to define best practices, such as appropriate and proportionate content recognition technologies, taking into account, among others, the nature of the services, the availability of the technologies, and their effectiveness in light of technological developments. So that's the end of it there. Um, it, it's very much legal speak. There's not yeah. a lot of stuff that you can't um, decipher. That you know, there's not too much kind of jargon involved in there. But you know, the key words seem to be appropriate and proportionate. Yeah. So what what's your take on this, sir? So the the main thing I've looked at regarding this, um, just because of how much it's been pushed and being a big YouTube user myself, is what's been said by YouTube about the situation because they are one company that have made uh, the headlines from being really um, sort of uh, out there with trying to get people on their Very side with the hashtag Save the Internet. The the big misconception I think a lot of people have had is that. Um, Google aren't against Article 13. They're very for it. They just don't like the way it's currently worded, worded because yeah. it makes them liable for any copyright infringement rather than the person uploading the um, the video, for example. So take me, for instance, when I upload a drum cover, every single drum cover I have instantly gets flagged because there's copyrighted content on there. However, what happens is the video gets monetized and all of those uh, all of the, the ad revenue goes directly to the record label and, and the publisher and the correct owners of the songs, mm -hmm. right? So I, I feel like that's totally fair. I'm not profiting from it. Mm -hmm. the, the person who owns the rights to everything I've done is. But the... The way the um, Article 13 is currently worded means that that wouldn't be able to happen. The video would just have to be completely removed from the internet because it would make Google liable for that infringement. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's it's a weird one, and it also it, people are forgetting that it is only going to potentially affect people within 
the EU, right? Yes. So, like, for example, we're currently... Uh, pfft, <laughs> where are we <laughs> so this could super affect us it could yeah, not but could either not. way it's going to affect so many people now here comes the klaxon brexit beep, 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 beep. so i'm you know i'm very for the youtube side of the argument because i guess that's the side that i've read the most up on um if you take something like um i don't know the most viewed youtube video in the world which is despacito mm-hmm YouTube have the rights to play all of that uh, from recording and publishing rights because they're paying the money to the right people, yet there's going to be stuff that's... Um, Used in the video. Which they don't the have, yeah. um, which would mean they take it down. And you know, well, Do they a, definitely, though? Because I mean, uh, there's Well, they may have to. Yeah, so given, there's been a lot of uh, opinions thrown around. The music business lobbyists uh, strongly disagree uh, that that's a problem, suggesting that such cautions by YouTube are nothing more than additions to a carpet-bombing propaganda campaign. designed to whip up unfounded worry about the legislation which I think they're affecting YouTube personalities like yourself with quite a lot Um, however YouTube says that it opens up the service to unmitigated liability and such a large financial risk that we would be forced to block um, huge amounts of video Mm -hmm. Uh, a group of music trade bodies countered that YouTube's 11th hour campaign of fact free fear mongering yeah which yeah we've both heard that should be seen for what it is an attempt to derail the eu democratic legislative process so what do you guys think so you can tweet in with this one um it's difficult to know because as a rights holder i want to make i want uh, everybody who has been uh, who gets their their work um redistributed without their knowledge sometimes to be compensated um and yeah, that and and compensated properly because I think that's what's what's happening. What a lot of the problems are is that the algorithms that will be be putting in there, which you'll try and upload something and you just won't be allowed to upload it because it will use a specific image or a specific song which you don't know that own the rights to, or they won't know whose rights uh, you know should be paid out. So you know that may start limiting things. But they did say appropriate and proportionate yeah. in the EU in the EU um, copyright directive. So. And there is already that sort of thing in place with a lot of things online. So I think, I I believe it's something like um, YouTube only flag a video if they detect more than seven seconds of a recognised, like, Mm. thing. Yeah. Which is very similar to the whole plagiarism thing of, like, what is it? Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Please let us know. Um, Because, yeah, this this is probably going to be going into law by the end of the year. Um, in whatever wording it's going to be, but I expect it's probably uh, just the the wording is itself. I think they're very uh, adamant that that they're not going to be swayed by propaganda from you know private companies. It's going to have to be a democratic thing. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably one of the reasons why a lot of people have voted for Brexit to get away from these directives. Because I don't know, I haven't heard what the consensus in the UK is for mm-hmm. Article Thirteen. I think they're probably very for it. But it just might not affect us in, you know, after yeah. 2019 or, you know, after whatever period it takes for us to get out of the EU. So I don't know. Um, yeah, please let us know on our Facebook page. Uh, you can talk to Rainer as well on his Instagram, at Rainer Vandell. At twi- uh, Twitter as well, at Rainer Vandell. Nicely done. So, uh, you know, that was a thing that we did. So I uh, say thank you for the music, music. news. <laughs> um, so... Uh, 
next thing we want to get on to is my little section called Thing I Thought About This Morning. Thing I Thought About This Morning. Jingle. Uh, so, uh, what we'd like to talk about now is crowdfunding. So, I have crowdfunding and crowdfunding an album. Personally, uh, you have been in conversation with people about crowdfunding albums recently. Um, what do you say for about it? Because you said that you've got into a bit of discussion and somebody yeah, was a bit I'm, anti it. Yeah, I'm really for it. Um, you know, in this day and age, if you've got the opportunity to to fund an album in a market where you're you're not very likely to be given um you know some sort of advance from a label or you know like lockabillies we're not on a label but no. we successfully well you successfully crowdfunded um the album and i think it's a great idea so east end Paris is on rum runner records right rum runner it's our own label oh yeah. wow, i didn't know that yeah yeah so, so that's great yeah, we, we sort of do all, all our own um, stuff when it comes to the label side of things, but we do sometimes get distribution deals and mm. things like that. So, But a lot of people don't know how to do that, and they yeah. don't have the funding for exactly. that. Exactly. So, so how yeah, we get we're, we're privileged in the point to have a distribution deal and stuff like that. But if you don't, you know, you need it's expensive to Definitely. release and produce and, and manufacture an album. So why not crowdfund it, man? Yeah, if, you're, exactly. if there's a demand for it, if your fans are willing to pay in advance... For an album you're about to record with some extra, you know, bonus that they're going to receive. So, yeah. in, in in your case, you know, Sean from East Town Pirates got a double bass lesson because mm-hmm. of his I've pledge. I've given out some guitar lessons guitar for that lessons, as well. Things like, I think that's amazing. But signed, I've had discussion with people merch. as well who were very on the other side of the argument and they think it's a bit, for lack of a better term, sell-out-y. Mm. I hate that phrase. Um, and they just mm. think it's not very cool and i think a lot of it is just people being worried about being judged but you know in this day and age man just do what you got to do to produce a great piece of art definitely so i've I've got some stuff that i've sort of read up on this one so crowdfunding itself uh it's a great way to test your business idea with potential customers so who can evaluate what you're offering and give feedback and support as you launch your business Mm -hmm. or product so in this case being an album or well you know it could could be be a tour yeah could be a tour or some merch so the benefits of it, it can help your profile. Uh, a compelling project can raise a producer's profile and provide a boost to their reputation. The marketing, you get an idea of who's donating. But for me, I know that I, got, I had 174 backers for the album and that on average it was about £31 mm. per uh, per okay. pledge, which is wonderful. That's great. Um, uh, and also understand, you know, get to find out my demographic and yeah. stuff like that. I found I'm about 60% female, but it's mostly men that visit these sites, apparently. So uh, audience engagement, there are a lot of people sitting there saying, you know, good luck. And or they'll be sitting there going, oh, this would be a good idea for a, for a reward. Yeah. Um, you get feedback. So early on as to what, the, what you know, your audience thinks about your product, mm-hmm. so which is a, a really invaluable. However, there are dis- disadvantages. Your reputation, like you've yeah. said, some people consider and say, oh, it's a bit sellouty or yeah. it, it can be a little bit too preachy. Uh, what else we've got? So um, your IP protection. So you could put out your product, your intellectual property IP, yeah. uh, and somebody else to just nick it before you've even released it. Yeah. So you don't actually have any claim over it. Um, donor exhaustion. So you know the people that have been helping you out can get a little bit tired by uh, just constantly trying to help you out. <laughs> especially if you, especially if you do more than one crowdfunding yeah. thing. So that's what I'm a bit worried about. If I want to do one again, people will just be like, oh, really again. You know, um, uh, public fear of abuse. So I guess you know it's kind of like the bands or or, or the companies will be looking at it, just going like, oh, crikey, you know, it, it, it's just going to get um, backlash um, if you're asking for handouts or something like that, yeah. which is what what people think it is, which it isn't. You know, you are actually providing people with a service, and also the lack of participation. Um, 
uh, kind of like you know you you worry if you're not it's like investors investors don't like to give you money or mortgage lenders don't like to give you money if you don't have a stake in the game yeah so if you haven't put in a, a deposit uh, or if you haven't put in put some money down a lot of people won't give you money so yeah. i put in money myself into the campaign um and so it made it much more like i had more at stake whereas if you're just gambling with other people's money what'd you get you don't know. You yeah, know. You don't exactly, know. If yeah, it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't work, you're not exactly stuck with stuff. But yeah. So I mean, what, um, it's weird the argument when people say like um, that. You mentioned there that one of the common um, negatives is that the pre-ordering a, pr- a product that isn't finished or existed yet. Mm-hmm. But no one ever has an issue pre-ordering pre-ordering an album that is finished. Right. Yeah. And it's like, really, what's the difference? You're just doing it a bit sooner. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're making sense. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were saying earlier about is it Ginger and the Wild Hearts? We were talking yeah. about the blackout did this, but yeah, Ginger Wild House Hearts got into chart. They yeah, charted so I because think of the they were one of the first bands to chart based on their um, pre-sales from Kickstarter. Mm. So like, you know, the album wasn't even done. Yeah, exactly, and, <laughs> and it was in the charts. In the charts, it's crazy. So that can be a little bit controversial. I understand that side of things, but exactly. I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Totally. I've got some statistics for you here. So uh, uh, music, this is on a 2016 survey, so it's a little bit outdated, but you know, you can get an idea of what's going on with it. Music is only 4.5% of crowdfunding revenue worldwide. Um, business startups and social media uh, causes, uh, no, sorry, not social media, social causes um, uh, combined uh, have a 75% stake wow. in the whole of crowdfunding so you know there's only 15 25% sorry yeah. left for other uh, other things like um, um, product. like product development yeah. you know that kind of thing uh, however in 2016 out of 22,000 successful projects music category got the highest number of successful uh, campaigns with 4,000 wow. uh, of them were, were successfully funded, uh, which is about $34 million of uh, of the whole thing. Hmm. So uh, the average funding for each of um, uh, each project was about $8,000. Yeah. Um, one of the lowest average success rates, um, um, no, one of the highest average success rates, which is about fifty-one percent. Which I mean, you know, like a lot of the other things, like business, it, business, you know, start business startups uh, and product development and social causes uh, got about thirty percent. It was thirty percent likely that they would succeed. So music seems to be that it's it's a cheap thing yeah. to make an album, really, if on the grand compared scheme of things. Business or yeah, something. compared to a business startup <laughs> or, or you know trying to make some new tech um, or you know trying to raise money for 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 some people to be able to actually have housing or whatever. So, you know, it'll be interesting to sort of know um, what that's what the figures are for this year, um, etc. I think I will do it again if I'm not yeah, you know, backed a by a major idea. label. Um, I think anybody should give it a try just to sort of get an idea of where their business stands. It could be a good sort of, you know, uh, fight or flight or make or break situation, shake and bake, you know. Um, <laughs> two words next to each other, words. Um <laughs> So, yeah, we've got to crack on to the gig list yeah. because we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, so, uh, this week, we are the Lockerbillies, we're doing a duo show, Murray and I, at the SU Winter Night Market in Essex. Uh, so, Essex University, where we'll be there from uh, at Friday from about four o'clock. Lots of stalls open and stuff. Uh, thank you uh, to Johnny from, uh, from Pet Needs for booking for that. That'd be good. Uh, KZ's playing again locally. Good old KZ. Uh, KZ and Friends party is going to be a curve bar. Uh, that's Friday at nine o'clock. 
Hop in the hopefuls. That's me and Harley. Hello. Um, hello. Um, uh, are we going to be playing um, at the Punch and Judy this Saturday at 8 o'clock? Never played there before. We'll see what that's like. They've had some bookings apparently, which is good. Nice. Shooting the Bang Bang. I've got a, an album launch called Dazed. That's Saturday at Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester. Uh, the What else we got? Men and Munger playing at the Hunter Club uh, on Saturday. 6 o'clock. That'll be good. Um, Slow Kings EP promo show is at Mr. Barber's on the waterfront uh, that's this week and that'll be this Saturday so yeah check out his page for that one um, and Peter Hepworth will be playing at the Smokehouse uh, with Jake Morley uh, this Friday at 7.30 do you have any gigs that you want to promote my friend? Uh, I've only got one coming up uh, but it's not local but I'm going to promote it anyway I'm actually playing with Aaron Buchanan and the Cult Classics yeah! um, on the 30th of November so next Friday nice. and that's at the Engine Shed in Lincoln so I know it's a bit of a travelage but if oh, you man. fancy going on a little trip that'd be loads then, of fun that's such on. a good band oh I love them man and I get to play with the old classic Tom McCarthy on. Yes. I love that geezer He's you so guys cool. are going to be doing wrestling moves on stage <laughs> aren't you? and how many times are you going to do the joint horns on stage we just, we just did, did it in here, no one can on see it stage, on radio <laughs> on stage oh yes that's what we do cool um, beans yeah. but yeah so ladies and gentlemen uh, on behalf of you I would like to say thank you to Raina Vandell for joining us no problems <laughs> round of applause uh, Raina oh, the crowd um, goes wild thank you for signing my butt um, you're welcome man anytime uh, <laughs> really anytime if I turn up at your house and just be like sign my butt cheeks <laughs> and Jamie will be like sure okay, fine I'll keep on. a sharpie on me at all times <laughs> You always do, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I am uh, asking you, wonderful people, to subscribe, uh, comment on this with what you want to dis- us to s- discuss next week in terms of music industry, music news uh, topics, music news. Music news. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening in please like subscribe please give us a share let us know what you want to talk about until next week this is our Rainer and I's session at Sugar Ray's in Wickford in Essex this is our version of Indivisive Blues one of my own songs thanks ladies and gentlemen bye mum Sing it, boys. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, no, no, no. What's that? No, no, no. She said, maybe tomorrow. Huh. Maybe tomorrow. You know, she gave me those in.